0: When it comes to Podmeat's world, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago and loving Hyundai. The first ever fully electric
1: Hyundai Ionic 5.
2: With up to 303 mile range, available two-way charging and other category defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5 is one of the most teched out electric vehicles ever.
1: And as you know, we are tech heads.
0: Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ioniq 5 rear-wheel drive has an EPA-estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only. This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies The yeah. There you go. Happy belated birthday, Will. I mean, oh, now by the time you. this episode airs, your birthday's like a month old. But. Yeah,
2: exactly. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm 47 by the time this episode airs, <laughs> so uh, that'll be great. But thank you. That's very, very sweet. And I'm going to say it every very month. Quickly, here's a, here's a, uh, a, a very quick side note of the restaurant I went to on uh, the night of <laughs> my birthday was in the north end of Boston, and it's a restaurant called Lemoncello. and I know it because I, I had been there before with uh, Daniel Fischel and Ryder Strong, and Ryder, uh, somehow, and we still don't know how this is... Possible. He spilled so much food on himself. (laughs) Well, it's because I eat like a crazy person. We've already talked
3: about that on this show. On I had your sauce.
1: socks. I had sauce everywhere. It was if a- <laughs> that was one of the greatest meals. By the way, we had so much fun that meal. It, we were in Boston for a convention, and we just—it was such a delightful evening. But yeah, I had a white you shirt on,
2: looked and down it was- How oh, it's on my sock? How, Here, I don't here's, really know how here's, this is
0: possible? <laughs> I think what happened. Now that I have children and I see the way they eat, I think maybe what happened is something fell off his fork down his shirt. Down um, his pant leg, down oh onto the floor. I but was he, impressive. We we saw oh, that he had a lot of sauce I think all I over him. Throw the shirt away. Like, you like, did. I think it was, then like, you got back staying. to your room and you texted us and you said, guys there's sauce in my undershirt. It was like somehow the sauce got, uh, you had too much shirts on, you had at least two, at least and two. it was on the shirt Covered under it. Covered oh, in sauce. God. It
2: was impressive. It was absolutely impressive. It really so, was. Uh, that was yeah, that's, I you had know, to go I back. <laughs> I had to go back. That was where I spent if my birthday. If you get a chance to
0: eat with Ryder Strong, do it. Do it. Take it. <laughs> it's, it's like going to a Gallagher concert.
2: If you're in the first three rows, you will get wet, but oh, it's absolutely God. worth it. Yeah, it's like, hey, welcome to the Shamu. Here, take your, your comp complimentary you know a, a, a splash match i'm never That's... eating again next time we go out, i'm just gonna order a salad with no dressing just...
3: oh it's oh,
0: awesome man. anyway well welcome to pod meets world i'm danielle fishel i'm
2: Ryder strong <laughs> and i am a very dry Wilfred thank you <laughs>
0: Uh, so in our last episode, we had the opportunity to talk to Betsy Randall, uh, who is absolutely one of the stars of this episode. She's She's awesome. She's just amazing. Um. Speaking of this episode, we are talking about episode number 10, 110 as it's called, Santa's Little Helper. It originally aired on December 10th, 1993. The synopsis is that Sean's dad gets laid off near Christmas, creating a dilemma for both Corey and Sean. And Santa Claus has a heart attack when Morgan sits on his lap, possibly traumatizing her forever. It was directed by David Trainer. It was written by Susan Estelle Jansen. And the guest cast uh, is Tom LaGrua as The Elf. He was, he was a Yeah, he's a big sitcom actor playing. He usually plays like an Italian mobster type. He was on Golden Girls, Growing Pains, Seinfeld, and he did five episodes of Home Improvement. Apparently, mm-hmm. everybody was on Home Improvement.
2: I wasn't yeah. on Home Improvement. You guys, I you were both. Oh, I thought, I thought you were, Daniel. No, I no,
0: was going to No, you dated Jonathan be... Taylor Thomas. That's right. And then Zachary Ty <laughs> Bryan wanted me to play his girlfriend on the show. Uh, and Michael told my mom, no, that that was a bad idea. It was really? right around, yeah. It was around the time that I had started on Boy Meets World. Like it was in, I think, toward the end of the Didn't first season. Didn't want the season. competition. Didn't want Topanga up on another show. Well, what he said to my mom was, "He said, you know, that's a bad look for her. You don't want her to seem like an actress for hire." And my mom was like but she's an actor is yes. yes. an actor,
1: actor what under you contract. don't want her to look like she wants to work well, if he wanted you to be a regular he could have put well, you Well, and under that, contract. Is, ultimate, that yeah. is
0: ultimately what it what it ended up being about yeah. is that he didn't want he wanted me to be kind of exclusive to boy meets world exactly. and didn't want me to do home mm. improvement so i ended up not doing it but um Anyway, and then also uh, Topanga is back. Topanga is in this episode. Yes, she
2: is. Topanga yes. is back finally. Okay. So, so
1: this is a very. This was a very weird experience for me because this is the first episode. I literally do not remember at really. All.
3: Wow. I saw the title
1: and I was like Santa's Little Helper. I was like, oh, it must be a Christmas episode. No recollection of this, which is astounding considering how big of a part. It is entirely about you. This is an episode for you. I know. Why don't I remember this? I thought, I honestly thought that Sean being poor, Sean being, you know, a sort of like, you know, coming from a a family that doesn't have money and and isn't always together was something that developed way later. But here it is in the first season, the 10th episode. The, the whole character's there. The, yep. they have yep.
0: written... I did not remember this. I didn't remember this at all. It's also, crazy. Also, you know what I did not remember is that... Um this is the first time we establish that you and Corey are friends for like years, best kind friends. of the same way. Yep. Yeah, kind of the same yep. way. There was revisionist history about how Corey and Topanga met. Yeah. there seems to be a little hint of revisionist revision, yep. revision re- <laughs> history between Sean and Corey, where yeah. he says, "You know, well, this year we're best friends," and yeah. you're like, "But what about last year?" And it's like, "Oh." You this, guys I have this long going best friendship for I know. years. This I is know. the
2: one you don't remember because this I, is, I was watching this, going like, "Oh, this is it! This is like the this is the the genesis of Corey Sean. This right. is the genesis." You think Shawn in as my mind it
1: would be like this huge yeah. moment as an yeah. actor or as a character? I have no recollection. I remember Corey's alternative friends more vividly. Wow. Um, yeah. So yeah, I guess for whatever reason, I and I think this might happen as we. As we go on, you know, I think when Boy Meets World was new in our lives or new in my life, I'll speak for Mm -hmm. myself, it was like my brain was sort of absorbing every experience and every script so much more intently. um, and, And by this time, it sort of became rote or just became part of the job. I honestly, I, the next episode that I really remember is The Fugitive, where yep. I blew up, blow up the mailbox. Yep. And I think that was because that was also the episode that the earthquake happened. Yeah, that, yeah. And, the, the huge so I earthquake happened the in 94. Tabury, yeah. But I also, be, at that point, was friends with Jeff Sherman who wrote the Fugitive episode, and it was like his first big episode. And I was, you know, it was a big Sean episode, obviously. But I completely forgot that we had already established the Sean, I mean, not, I guess he, this episode doesn't really establish he's a troublemaker, but it certainly established Establishes his home life and yeah. that he's less privileged. And I have no recollection of this. And even watching it, I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't remember well, doing this. I, think, I don't remember lines. Yeah. It's crazy to me. I think so, this
2: episode is far more important than even you know. And when we get to the scene, I'll tell you why. Wow. Because I was privy to something that uh, happened behind the scenes that might have changed. Kind of the direction of Boy Meets World in a way. And we'll get, we will, we will absolutely get to that. I can't wait because I I have no clue.
0: (laughs) I, I, this will not surprise anybody, but I also had zero recollection of this episode. I don't, I didn't remember one aspect of it, but I have a significantly smaller part. um, So that shouldn't be too shocking. But I also was like, I don't, I don't remember anything about this. Not even other scenes. I remember this whole episode.
2: I remember this entire episode. I remember it for a number of different reasons, but I remember this whole episode.
1: I wonder Hmm. if it was partly, you know, Partly because it was, it, it, I, I don't know, but maybe it just went smoothly. Do you know what I mean? Like, we end up remembering episodes where people were fired, right, where right, right, right. things were rewritten last minute. Right. And maybe this was an episode that just, from start to finish, was not as uh, tumultuous behind the scenes or something. Well, we're finding our so rhythm, maybe. It's become, yeah, we like like you said, it's, yeah, we were all sort of comfortable. We were all sort of in our roles. We knew our parts. And it just went. And yeah. therefore, I don't remember it. But it was it was shocking to me to to realize that I was like, Oh, this is about Sean. And yeah, yeah, yeah. very okay. bizarre. Let's get well, into it.
0: The yeah. episode starts in Mr. Feeney's classroom. Uh, Mr. Feeney is reading the class A Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens. And the camera is doing this nice little, you know, push in on Bill. And you get to see Ben
2: making Ben being Ben, ben doing being Walla ben. with me. Yep. yep. Yes, doing and
0: that Walla. Is clearly, a moment where he is trying to make me laugh. Yeah, uh,
1: absolutely. That is all Ben and I would do in scenes like this, where they would be like, "You guys are supposed to be talking to each other." He would be saying ridiculous things, or mouthing ridiculous things, or doing inside jokes to me. That would like. He's Every making his time. faces. I've said those yes. faces oh that he always God. makes. Like, it was it, so when Ben. Ever, whenever Ben and I are in the background of anything or before we're about to enter a scene, we would be trying to make each other laugh. And this, I, I watched that. I was like, oh, yeah, that is Ben being Ben. Just It also is the, it is the
0: best representation of what my memory of 12-year-old Ben was. Like, yes. 12-year-old Ben was absolutely just full of energy and yes. in your face and and just like always moving and uh mm-hmm. i was like oh my gosh that's that's, that's ben. ben that's yeah. ben right that wasn't cory no that was ben that, that was, was ben, ben.
2: exactly <laughs>
0: um so i see my crimped tear front and center so i was like ah oh, I'm back. I'm in this episode. Uh, Corey and Sean ask where the Grinch is in the book and why is there no one named Carol? Feeney asks Topanga to trade places with Corey and she tries to like telepathically trade places with him. Funny
2: joke. Funny joke.
0: I thought it was very funny. Uh, She says, okay, I'm a hyperactive, underachieving 11-year-old boy. And he says, no, he means physically trade places like seats. And she says, oh, that takes much less of a psychic toll. (laughs) (laughs) A very, like, advanced joke for 12-year-olds, you Mm. know? Yeah. Like, I don't know how many people were really under—that feels like a joke for the adults to grab onto. I don't necessarily know that any kid caught onto that joke, but it's very funny. So Feeney asks Corey what Charles Dickens was trying to express in his book, and Corey says that if you're a real butthead, then neat ghosts will take you to cool places. (laughs) Uh, and Feeney does not approve. Um, at you guys the end a of-
1: pencil falling off of the desk. No, what? no, there's really? a pencil fall. Oh, yeah. When when Feeny gets up and moves around the desk, a pencil like very loudly falls off of his desk. And I was like, wait, they just left that in. But you know, it was the live show, so stuff like that happened. And, and oh, I went man. back and watched it again. I was like, oh yeah, yeah. Something there's a pencil that falls off Feeney's desk when he gets up and moves around. I was like, oh
0: cool. I Move didn't see school. that, but I did yeah. notice that Dusty is very uh, prominently yep, featured. featured. Yep,
2: I saw that too.
0: Dusty, where Dusty. are you? Dusty, where are you, Dusty?
2: <laughs> All we Dusty. are is Dusty in the wind, <laughs> and we just need <laughs> to find you, Dusty.
0: Dusty, we want to talk to you. Where are you? If anybody knows Dusty, please send him, send him podmeetsworldshow at gmail.com. Please yeah. get in touch with us. We'd love to talk to you. Are um, Dusty.
2: Don't just start sending us a bunch of people named Dusty. We're trying to find a <laughs> specific Dusty. A very specific
0: Dusty, correct. Yes, yeah. When it comes to Podmeets World, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago and loving Hyundai. If we could, we would take Hyundai to prom. Technically, Hyundai is more visible on this show than Topanga. The first ever fully electric Hyundai Ioniq 5. With up to a 303-mile range, available two-way charging, and other category-defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ioniq 5 is one of the most teched-out electric vehicles ever.
2: Say teched-out again.
0: Nope, that was a one-time show. snooze you lose. Well, either way, the Hyundai Ioniq
2: 5 is a tech-forward electric SUV.
0: The standard ultra-fast charging capability
1: gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250-plus
2: kilowatt DC fast charger. So that means your car won't die out like the Matthews family vehicle on New Year's Eve forcing you to miss out on kissing supermodel Rebecca Alexa in front of all of Philadelphia.
0: And with available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car. Backyard or side yard. Hyundai.
1: It's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com.
0: Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 IONIQ 5 Rear Wheel Drive has an EPA estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only.
2: You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it
1: all. That's how you know that eBay's got your back.
0: Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other.
1: With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach.
2: Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Visit Expresspros.com today.
0: So then we get into the opening credits and we land in the cafeteria. Corey and Sean are at lunch, and Sean's mom has packed him a pb and Corey is eating fish sticks. Now, I'd like to talk about your clothes again, writer.
2: <laughs> it's a this good clothes episode.
0: Shirt. Yeah. It looks very much like a bed sheet. It's so large, so large, and has no structure at all. Um, Yeah, I'm not...
1: So I watched this episode with Indy and actually my wife. um, Neat. And and, uh, they could not get over how tall i was like how much bigger i am and so i'm wondering if a part of the giant clothing not only was it 90s style i think it was also trying to make me look smaller like i'm sort of Mm. you know maybe Maybe. it's a a way to make me look younger because i think if i had been wearing fitted clothes i would have looked you're right you know right but as uh, instead i sort of end up looking like a kid drowning in hand-me-down clothes or something and i think that that's a better look because i really am towering over, especially i lee. told you i told like, you that I know. The, the
2: episodes ago where it was like I you know. go and you confront him in another episode you were like a foot taller yeah. than ben at this point but
1: it's very smart if you notice in uh in the later scene when when lee is and, and i are confronted they had me sit sitting down yeah, yeah. and Lee standing because you couldn't have me standing you know, face to face with Lee.
2: They had you in the hallway at the end, but yeah. you, they have you staggered. Yep. You're yep. not, you're not 50, 50. They have no. you staggered. So there's exactly. that kind of forced perspective yeah. because but you were he str- was big. I think the
1: clothing thing was, it was in part to try and make me seem small. That <laughs> makes sense. I'm so tall.
0: That does make sense because uh, yeah, you're right. If you were in fitted clothes, you would have looked significantly older and like, yeah. what's he doing in school? A lot yeah. of
2: hair, a lot of hair, hands through the hair in this episode too. Oh God. A lot of hands so through the hair much. in this episode too. I didn't notice it
0: actually. Oh, I did. But- Yeah. So Minkus and Topanga, a nerd swarm, which I thought is a very... Turn off your geek magnet. (laughs) I thought it was very funny. Oh, no, it's a nerd swarm. Um, So Corey and I mean, Minkus and Topanga come over and they talk about Christmas and that they say that it's not all about gifts. Uh, Corey focuses on wool. Topanga says people often lose sight of the meaning of Christmas and in the midst of the frenzy of commercialism. And basically, then you guys push us off to the side. You send us away, and Corey then tells Sean he thinks he got a real leather NBA regulation basketball, and he wants to get a nylon net with the $5 he's been saving for a month.
2: I'm sorry. I have to ask, where has he been playing basketball to where he has no ball and no net? I guess at school. So the school doesn't provide balls or nets. They just give you the Not hoop and home. hope you can, you can no. figure out the rest.
1: <laughs> he was playing basketball in P.E. probably, right? Right, yeah. but at
2: home, I mean, again, if he play because again, what do you need a net for? Do they have a no, like, they have know. no I net mean, do, at their house? Well, does their house have a garage?
1: In the backyard, in the side well, yard? Is there a garage has where a he would hoop. put up a net? I well, guess. again, he obviously
2: has a hoop. So there's the <gasps> hoop with no nets all going through my head. Is it's like, why does he just need the ball? It's like going, you know what I can't wait to get for Christmas? My left sneaker. <laughs> where it's like, what? wait, you've got some of the stuff you need, but not all. So, I, again, getting a new ball, totally understand. It's like, I need a new net. Okay, I get that. Right. But, like, hey, I, man, I really need a ball and a net. I found that very – it's like – I, I need one pin and I can bowl.
0: Well, th- they later come in, Corey and Sean come in from playing and and he says, you're the only guy in the neighborhood with a net. So I feel like maybe- Because I gave it to him, right? Yeah, because right? you, okay. you give it to him. So I feel like maybe there's like a a, a neighborhood spot to play. Okay, okay, I'll buy and, that. And you put the net up if you have it and then you take the net down because I know that's that's a thing. So people sometimes- That's I know a thing? That, All right,
1: can we talk? I, here's what's really happening. The 90s was an explosion in basketball. Do you guys remember yeah. this? Yeah. Oh, of course right. it was. It was basically yeah. the Chicago Bulls. It was, Michael, yeah, but, it was and, Michael Jordan. Yeah, it was Michael Jordan And yet, I believe for our writing staff, that was like, Basketball made no sense. Like, I think our writing staff were baseball people. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, they were and older. And football, I think, too. And football, yeah. maybe. Yeah. But yeah. I don't think they understood basketball.
3: <laughs> I, I, and
1: I think that there was this weird, like, need to sort of write to the kids of today without understanding the right. game. Right. Or, like, okay. how it's... Like, so I, I think it, what we're seeing is a bunch of older writers trying to connect with the okay. 90s generation. That, that's it's just, my I found it.
2: I found it odd. I, I yeah. just... It's like, you have a hoop, but no net. I don't know. It was weird. So anyway. this
1: scene... Oh, has the introduction of the ha. Huh?
2: Yep. Do you guys remember this? Oh, ben yes. and
1: I would look at each other and go, ha! Huh. I don't know if this is the first time we did it. I think it, it is. It, it I must be. We this haven't seen first. it yet. We haven't seen yet. I know, this but yet. I don't know if we recorded or filmed it out of order or whatever. But uh. yeah, I, the second I saw that, that I did remember. I didn't remember anything else about this episode. But I was like, oh yeah, Ben and I did that. So let's keep track of the ha's over the first season. This is I also
2: could, the second... Synchronized thing you guys already did in this episode because in the first scene you both do the thumbs down. And you go,
1: Pfft. yeah.
2: So, so it's like they're trying to now. I mean, it, they really went from like we need three friends, we need three friends to all of a sudden no, it's Corey and Sean, and they've been like this forever. Let's forget give them everything we just melt. did. Yeah. Yes, forget yeah. they're now doing it's everything. They share a brain. It's,
1: it's such a cool thing to do though. Like it oh, really yeah, is. It's, it's such a great uh writing television trope, right? To have two characters who automatically do the same thing at the same time. It really bonds them yeah. together and, I yeah, and it makes for a I good agree. dynamic yeah
2: yeah but this is where I witnessed something mm. that I think changed the the course of the Sean character Please. in my opinion so you're shooting the scene and I at this time you know for started to hang around the writers and producers around the monitor watching the the, the show being shot right. so for any you're on a stage and there's like you know 20 25 30 feet down from you they're shooting the scene and then there's this little enclave where there's television set up video, video village yeah. there's television set up and the writers and producers have their chairs set up there and they're watching like you can watch one screen that has just how you'd see it on tv and then there's all these broken up other screens where it's like every angle from the from every camera there yeah
0: the quad where, where the you can quad. see what the what each camera is shooting
2: is shooting so i'm sitting there and i wasn't interacting with them, but I was hanging around video village and I was standing maybe three feet behind Michael Jacobs and they're all sitting there watching and they get to the part of the scene where Sean is talking about everything he's going to get for Christmas. And so Corey says, I'm getting this awesome basketball, blah, 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 blah. And Sean then says, Oh man, I'm getting, man, it's like the, I'm getting so much stuff from my dad. And (laughs) you made this look And Michael Jacobs turned to... I don't know who it was. I forget who it was. Turned to somebody and went, my God, he is so good. Because Mm. you sold right there in that moment that obviously you were lying. (laughs) Obviously you were covering something up, but you did it in such a way where Corey didn't pick it up. But I'll never forget it for as long as I live. Michael turned to whoever was on his right and went, my God, he is so good. And everyone started taking notes and writing and writing. And at that moment... I think they knew the fugitive was going to come all like uh, Sean's going to become a much bigger thing. And I remember sitting there as an actor going, God, I'm so jealous. I was so jealous (laughs) because that's what actors do. They make it about themselves, especially when you're 17. And I was like, (laughs) I know they weren't sitting there watching me going, man, he's so good. I buy he wanted to go to that concert. You know what's funny
1: about that moment? Like hearing you say that is it wasn't a, joke it was a drama moment
3: yeah yeah you know
1: what i mean yeah. and i think that that's probably where what they started to realize is that i'm much better at that <laughs> like i'm not but gonna play the jokey so well
2: uh, i don't know i thought
1: it was pretty in- indic very Oh, i thought it was great you know, like, it was Ooh. great no and
2: well, I'll, I'll never I, forget thanks, that man. moment
1: i'll <laughs> never forget that moment that's funny I s- no i think that that's what they picked up on is that yeah. like clearly as an actor i gravitated towards those kinds of beats you know yeah. like the the jokey jokey stuff i i I did, I think, but I wasn't as committed. I clearly committed to this. Yeah. To like, oh, there's a lot more going on. It's, it's, it's brooding. Sean is beginning, right?
2: Like, but they loved sort it. Of, they loved yeah, it. So I'll funny. never forget that moment. It was so, it's ingrained in my mind that, that moment funny. forever. Yeah. yeah. Cause I remember thinking, they're like, God, he, damn it. He is good.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah he, well, <laughs> he, he was. But, Will, also, you saying, no one was sitting back there saying, like, man, he, he not yet. We, <laughs> even still, yes. I bet, I bet they were when you, even though that you had to stick around late to throw that bag of oh, maybe manure yeah, yeah, yeah. or maybe whatever, then. and you did that grunting sound, I guarantee you, Michael was back there and saying, what, what a find, maybe, you know, maybe then. so
2: I'll give myself that one. But it was, yeah, yeah, it was, uh, it was, I'll never forget seeing that where Michael was just, it, you could tell they were enthralled by you at that point. Well, and yes, I think that was the moment where they were like, we don't yep. ever need anybody. Else. Like, what are we doing? We've got the guy. Let's go. Let's write more to this. They're yes. perfect foils for each other. Let's figure this out.
1: Right, which means writing more to drama, right? <laughs> like, yeah, and that ends up being the course of the show. Is that
2: yeah. Sean is
1: there for this sort of pull your heartstrings, feel sorry, pity moments that yeah. continued for seven seasons, right? Like I was always messed up and always in trouble and always sad. You um, were the hard
0: luck kid, and, yeah, the and, hard luck
1: kid. There, you go. and that
0: set up the vibe for your character for the rest of the series, and yeah. you did you did do it very well. When it comes to Podmeat's world, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago and loving Hyundai. If we could, we would take Hyundai to prom. Technically, Hyundai is more visible on this show than Topanga. The first ever fully electric Hyundai Ioniq 5. With up to a 303-mile range, available two-way charging, and other category-defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ioniq 5 is one of the most teched-out electric vehicles ever.
2: Say teched-out again.
0: Nope, that was a one-time show. Snooze, you lose.
2: Well, either way, the Hyundai Ioniq 5 is a tech-forward electric SUV.
0: The standard ultra-fast charging
1: capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250-plus kilowatt DC fast charger.
2: So that means your car won't die out like the Matthews family vehicle on New Year's Eve forcing you to miss out on kissing supermodel Rebecca Alexa in front of all of Philadelphia.
0: And with available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car. Backyard or side yard. Hyundai. It's your journey.
1: Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com.
0: Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 rear-wheel drive has an EPA estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only.
2: You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that
1: says it all. That's how you know that eBay's got your back.
0: Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other.
1: With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach.
2: Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Visit ExpressPros.com today.
0: So yeah, Sean says his dad really came through this year. He's got like a truckload of gifts. Uh, Minkus comes up and asks Sean for $5 for Feeney's class gift. And he says he just spent his last $5 on lunch and will give it to him tomorrow. And... Minkus then picks up the paper bag and says, what, did his mom charge him a packing fee? And I did think that maybe, I felt like Minkus was really hard on Sean.
2: Yes, I agree. This whole episode, he was a
0: jerk. Yeah, I didn't. It was the first time I ever remember feeling like Minkus was, like, wrong. Like, really, like, whoa, dude. But I guess, you know... Minkus probably didn't have financial worries. And so he probably wasn't thinking that anyone else had financial worries. And we know from previous episodes that Minkus's number one concern is Feeney. That's who he protects. So I don't think he was thinking about protecting sean and what his potential financial situation is and he very clearly later on in the episode a hundred percent buys the story that Corey sells him about yeah. loaning so i just don't think Which he was doesn't thinking make about it. much sense, no of course not like how could you be so
1: i mean i guess they were just playing on minkus as a you know sort of officious uh you know kiss up and yeah. like i think, I think... It's, it's kind of cute in that way but it's also ridiculous that he wouldn't be sensitive to what is happening. Right well, that's the thing. Unless, yeah, and I think this is lying, how they would. I think covering. this is
2: how they would justify it. Is what they is they're saying Minkus is really smart and not at all wise. Right.
3: So oh, it's yeah. like you know like he that. he
2: he knows all the facts, but when it comes to just normal everyday kind of like relationships, he doesn't really understand what's going on. That's kind right. of how I thought they would justify. it Now whether that was the case or not, who knows? But that's how I what I saw it as was like he you know. Give him numbers or facts, he's fine. Give him relationships between people and he's woefully ignorant. Interesting.
0: Yeah. I I wonder now, too, I don't think anybody... It, it when giving a gift would uh, individually name students who's who were of or would not, not. able no. to. No, that would no, never happen. Of
2: course not. I'm going to write 18 names down, but not yours. Like no, oh, I'm gonna t- tell you on. about it. That's I know not- it
0: really <laughs> broke my heart. Honestly, it was really. And then Feeny would ha- read it outside.
2: Heart. Like, oh, I noticed you didn't re- sign this, Mr. Hunter. Like, what? <laughs> it would never happen. Of course, know, it would never happen. But
0: it is a good. It is. It is. Uh, we had to raise the stakes. They had yeah. to raise. Ra- there had to be course. stakes that were raised for yeah. for Sean in the situation and for him to feel pressure with this. So they set it up, but boy, my, my heart broke. Yeah. Okay, so then we are in the Matthews living room. Alan is putting up Christmas lights. It's not going very well. Amy so, and Morgan. I'm sorry. So
2: stereotypical. Yeah. Every stereotypical sitcom. Here are the I lights know. that aren't working. And this yeah. light goes on. It's, and It's been Chase and It's been, Christmas everything. It's been it's always everything. It's uh, a Christmas story. story it's yeah, in it's every sitcom. Oh, the coolest dad with the I lights. I can't. Why did the lights not work? <laughs> I don't get it. I want Electricity. It's like, yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah. That's. I saw that. I was like, oh, man. They're doing the light
0: thing. <laughs> I know. I thought it too, but do they still so, do that? I mean, is yes, that still, of course, yeah.
2: of course, it's ridiculous. Uh,
0: uh, yeah, yeah, it's still everywhere, but it's it's still cute. Uh, I, I like I like Christmas tropes. It doesn't bother me. I saw it and it, I was like, oh, they're doing the light thing, but I was like, it really sets it up. I don't know. There's something about Christmas lights, and I think also back then. I mean, I remember thinking like oh gosh it's time to decorate for christmas and it's so romanticized in your mind and then when you're actually doing it every you know your dad's over there yelling about the sideways tree and yep. you know it, it ends up being kind of like a gosh darn it we're gonna do this because it's christmas and we love each other but exactly like, <laughs> so
2: very quickly my dad one year he always wanted to buy the biggest tree he could find and one year it didn't fit into the house so he cut off the top so it was just a <laughs> cylinder <laughs> from from floor to ceiling. Cylinder. So we ridiculous. all walked in like, "What the hell did you do?" And he's like, "I cut the wrong end off." Oh my gosh! <laughs> we used to we used to not have
1: Christmas. What we what we would do is we would go take redwood tree branches. So, like, rather than, I guess my dad was so cheap, he didn't want to have to buy Christmas trees. <laughs> we were surrounded in Northern California in yeah, Sebastopol. You lived on acres yeah. of But West. everywhere was Christmas tree farms. People would leave San Francisco to come to our town to buy Christmas trees. Oh, like, geez. it's known for Christmas tree land, but we would never buy a Christmas tree. We would build our own Christmas tree by chopping down, because Redwood tree branches would be like 20 to 30 feet. So we had, and we have this huge uh kitchen area in the front of our house my, my my dad built the house i grew up in it has this huge um dining room area with like a 30-foot ceiling so we would get like 20-foot redwood branches Amazing. and take wires and wrap them together <laughs> so we'd have these like in retrospect wow. the big thing was that how tall they were but in retrospect they must have been so ugly <laughs> these like wire wrapped <laughs> giant scraggly yeah. redwood bricks. can you please provide
0: us a picture of one? Of these. need
1: a photo of these. proof of that these they please. were huge i mean every time people would come to our house it'd be like what is going on because they would just be you know 20 to 30 feet tall these like wow. gi- yeah and then we had a platform with a train my dad had a uh a, a train from i think it was from his childhood. it was like not like now you can get like nice cute h and o trains this was like I forget the gauge, like in the train community, there's yeah. a whole like, yeah. these were like giant metal wow. trains. Like, uh, they were each one, each car was like a foot long and oh, it would cool. smoke. And like, we would always start fires or shock ourselves trying to set this thing up. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God.
0: I mean by the way listener when when writer tells you his dad built the house he grew up in you mean that. he yeah. actually built, built it with his house. own two yeah. hands it's yeah. a log cabin right no it's not i mean not, not a it, cabin it's not
1: no it's 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 a, it's actually it's a full house it's he just taught himself how to do it at the age of like 30 that's always He's, the you know? yeah
2: that's always the way your dad was he'd like roll up in a car and be like oh where'd you get that I'd be like made it like what? You yeah, can't build it. <laughs> like
1: okay. Well, you know you know it's funny I, I finally asked him like years later I was like, "How did you learn to do all this stuff?" He's like, "I read a book." So, we like, could just read books and figure, you know, it's sort time of time like, life, the time life oh, I mean, of how to build I feel your like house. Nowadays, things. that's kind of a given, YouTube. like a lot of, yeah, YouTube yeah, people do yeah. that. But back in his generation, it was like, you know, he, he, he was kind of exceptional in the sense that he would just teach yeah. himself how to do crap and figure it out. That's
0: amazing, man. Yeah, that's amazing. unbelievable. Still can't hang that shelf I have leaning up against my wall. No, me neither. Um,
2: I'll send my wife to go do that for you.
0: Okay, great. Thank you, Sue. Um, so, Amy and Morgan come back from the mall. Morgan is in. A killer Philadelphia Eagles starter jacket.
2: It looks really cool. It does look really cool. Even I noticed it. Yeah. Man, it was cool. I was like, what?
0: Where did they get that? I want it now. Um, When Alan mentions Santa, uh, Morgan runs away screaming. And so, and behind her, Betsy is doing the XX, you know, with the hand motion, do not, do not mention. Uh, And then she tells the story about how when Morgan climbed up on Santa's lap, she told him that she wanted a Susie homemaker oven for Christmas. And then he grabbed his chest, yelled, Rudolph, and fell over. Now Morgan thinks that she killed Santa Claus, but a hitman looking elf gave him CPR and he survived.
1: I, I loved the setup for the hitman. I was like, why did they describe him? And then it was like, oh, because he's going to show up <laughs> yep. and he's going to look <laughs> like a hitman. Uh, this storyline killed for Indy. He yep. just thought this was the funniest thing. I mean, once again, like the Morgan storylines work so well for kids. Yep. And this one, just like the, he could not stop laughing. Like the second she ran away screaming, he was wow. like, what? what? And then when he heard about Santa keeling over, oh, my God, Indy just could not stop laughing. He thought it was the funniest thing ever. Are we getting no. Too
0: Much Shirts this episode? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I have oh.
1: Too Much Shirts. So, yes. Okay, good. Good. Yeah.
2: Okay, But doesn't great. that also show you a little bit about how the producers knew so much more about what they were doing yes. than we Ooh, thought the they did? Was. Oh,
3: my
1: God. Yeah. yeah. Like no. It's
2: like, why would the parents thing They didn't need that. The little kid, why did they have? And then you watch it with people and you're like, oh, God, they knew exactly what they were doing. They knew exactly yeah. what they were doing. Yeah, I mean that's that's you know nuts to think about that because we wouldn't care. Again, we're not looking at the Morgan storyline, and then all of a sudden you're watching it with somebody who's like, "That's all they loved was the Morgan thing." I mean, it's they really knew what they're doing—it's a yeah.
1: genuinely funny storyline. It I've, is. it's yeah, great.
2: It great.
0: It's great. When it comes to Pod meets World, we're synonymous with two things: watching our younger selves on a TV show from thirty years ago, and loving Hyundai. If we
2: could, we would take Hyundai to prom.
0: Technically, Hyundai is more visible on this show than Topanga. The first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. With up to a 303-mile range, available two-way charging, and other category-defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5 is one of the most teched-out electric vehicles ever.
2: Say teched-out again.
0: Nope, that was a one-time show. Snooze, you lose.
2: Well, either way, the Hyundai Ioniq 5 is a tech Ford electric SUV. The
1: standard ultra-fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250-plus kilowatt DC fast charger.
2: So that means your car won't die out like the Matthews family vehicle on New Year's Eve forcing you to miss out on kissing supermodel Rebecca Alexa in front of all of Philadelphia.
0: And with available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car, backyard or side yard.
1: Hyundai. It's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com.
0: Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 Rear Wheel Drive has an EPA estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only.
2: You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning
1: handbag, a watch that says it all. That's how you know that eBay's got your back.
0: Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other.
1: With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real
2: is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers.
1: Visit
2: ExpressPros.com today.
0: So then, Will comes down the stairs in a L- glorious amazing. red and green Christmas candy cane sweater. Christmas sweater. I'm sorry.
2: Sleeveless. Vest. Christmas. Thank yeah. you. Christmas candy cane
0: you. vest. Yeah. It- is just glorious. And it he is. announces himself by calling Morgan the Weasel. Yep. Yay.
2: Yep. I think this might be the last time. It doesn't happen much anymore. But yes. We'll,
0: we'll see. I was
2: I also I I'm hoping it was so this is when my weight started a little bit, but um because I could see it a little in my face, but the the this this sweater vest did not help. I was oddly shaped. <laughs> through most of this episode. But again, I don't think it was me. I think it was just the shape of the clothes. Yeah. Were very, it was very strange, the clothes that they had us do you,
1: in. I mean, do you think you had... We had no input on our clothing, right? I mean, like, no, I didn't. Oh, I what, didn't at all, but no. You, you
3: probably should have. Right? Yeah, that, <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah, that's you what were, being, absolutely. part of being an
1: actor is like understanding that like yep. your clothes are defined at the end right? of the day. But we didn't. we That's like part of being a kid is just like, oh, what am I wearing? And it works in this case because it helps create this like cozy Christmas atmosphere that like doesn't yep. make any sense actually. Like why is Eric wearing this? ugly Christmas sweater. Bizarre Christmas it's vest. It's
2: great. Yeah, I love it. Uh, it's very strange. You don't know how close we are to Christmas. That's the other thing. And I'd also like to point out, uh, and again, you know that I've talked about this several times and I watched it with Sue this time who she pointed it out too. Alan does not look even at Eric's, in Eric's direction the entire episode. It's like he doesn't know his oldest son. And then Corey comes in and he's like, there he is. Apple of my eye, and Sue's that, like, "Oh my God! Like, is there an alternative
1: reading of Boy Meets World where Eric doesn't actually exist? That's what where, it like, is. He's just like a figment of someone's imagination. Corey, <laughs>
0: Corey, he's a figment right, of Corey and, like, <laughs> he's he's does his, Corey's He He's not his other son. older brother. All it's so <laughs> strange.
2: It's now bordering on weird to me. Where it's like, dude, you've got another kid. It's just bizarre. But yes, oh, oh my."
0: Um, so Eric comes down, he says the weasel has been singing that she murdered Santa Claus and, uh, um, Corey comes home to check all the gifts under the tree. He talks more about which gifts are going to be wool, that wool is super itchy. Um, and this was a little unclear to me, but I think what I gathered is that he, he checks the packages under the tree that were just put there from Amy. Amy came in with a bag and he checks them and sees that there are three gifts, and those three gifts are not all for Corey. Maybe there's one for Eric, one for Morgan, and one for Corey. And Corey picks it up and says, okay, three, three new packages and only one of them is wool. And then he says he's gonna run and go tell Sean. Mm-hmm. Right. And it was a little confusing to me because Rusty says, you know, wait, where are you going? Who are you gonna call? And he says, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go call Sean. And Alan says, I don't think you should go call and exaggerate about your gifts. And I was like, wait, what, why is he saying he's going to exaggerate about his gifts? But I think what we were supposed to get was that Corey is going to exaggerate and say that there were three new presents under the tree just for him. Well, right?
2: doesn't he say that? Doesn't he then say, I'm not going to tell him I got one gift. I got to tell him I got four or something. Yeah, Isn't there yeah, a yeah, line he actually says
0: that? Yeah, yeah, yeah okay.
2: Yeah, I think they that, mentioned, yeah. The, the
0: word exaggerate is in these – between the two of them mentioned like three or four times. Yeah. He says, yeah. you shouldn't exaggerate to Sean. And then he says, well, of course I have to exaggerate because Sean's got a whole truckload of things there. And then he says, well, I think Sean may have been exaggerating about mm-hmm. his gifts. And we learn through Alan that Sean's dad has been laid off from his job. And even though Corey um, knows Sean very well, Sean has not shared that with him. So Corey was not aware of that. And he also says, but that's that. how can that be? Sean says he's getting a whole bunch of gifts. So Corey asks if it would be okay for him to give Sean one of his gifts, or not actually one of his gifts, if he could give Sean a gift from under their tree and... Alan says that that would be totally fine. He runs to the tree and he decides, I'm going to try to give him one of Eric's gifts. Ha ha.
2: Very funny. Alan <laughs> Make- says, who's Eric? Um. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's how we know you do exist because he doesn't say that. So exactly. He, he gives him a look. So you, exi- you exist. Um, then very cute scene. We Morgan is locked herself in the bathroom. It's in Corey and Eric's bedroom. Morgan is singing Christmas songs at the top of her lungs. She's clearly traumatized. She will not come out because she thinks that she killed Santa, and Eric says that Santa just called him. And he tells Morgan that Santa said "ho ho ho" and then he pretends that Santa had a heart attack. Will, you were oh, so funny in this. So funny. I
2: was very happy. This was this is the other thing I remember. This was the biggest laugh I'd ever gotten at a table read. To that point
3: was (laughs) that
2: ho, ho, ho was the biggest laugh I'd gotten at that point. And it felt so good. I was like, oh, I'm going to get a big, loud joke. And it was. Yeah, that was a fun one. Do you also notice calling myself out? I mouth the words along with Betsy.
1: No, do you, you
2: do? I do. I it's it's notice. it's on the camera's on Betsy but I am clearly saying her dialogue. Like <laughs> like it's not even like kind of doing it. Like I am clearly mouthing along with Betsy. That's amazing. Yeah, I even oh, rewound it. So I'm funny. like, "Yep, I'm oh man, I'm full on saying her lines." Yeah. So that's...
0: Oh, Absolutely mousing along with
2: Betsy. Yep. I totally I did am. not
0: notice it. But you I love the I love you two in the scene. Mm-hmm. The way she laughs at you doing that, even though, you know, clearly she's worried that Morgan is traumatized. But she laughs along at how funny you are and what you're doing. Um, you two together in the scene are such a joy to watch. I like,
2: thought so, too. Very
0: cute. Very fun. Uh, Eric eventually says that Santa said Morgan had been such a good girl this year and that he should give Morgan uh, a gift. And she's like, hmm, what is it? And he says, how about this new flannel shirt that you love? And she opens the bathroom door, grabs it from you and then has to slam the door three times while she's trying to fit the shirt into the bathroom. Funny joke.
1: That that 90s (laughs) flannel, man. Oh, man, like, uh, I, miss a good flannel. Flannel. <laughs> I
2: miss a good flannel over an open flannel over a T-shirt. Man, I miss it.
0: <sighs> it's, it's still one of my favorite looks. Me I too. I still do it. Me yeah, too. it's pretty great. Then we're in the Matthews backyard. Corey hands Sean a gift, and it is his leather NBA regulation basketball. Sean asks why Corey is giving him this gift, because they never give each other Christmas presents, and Corey says that this year is different. And so this is where we establish – the, for the first time, kind of, that Corey and Sean have go been best back. friends, yeah, yep. go way back. Yep. And apparently have spent many Do Christmases we end together up having
1: an origin story for Sean and Cory. I don't remember. I know the 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 topanga origin story ends up being that, like
0: we met in the sandbox when sandbox, we share and we actually it recreated grade, it right with young actors, yeah. yeah. But
1: I don't, is that also the moment that Sean and Corey became friends or were we already friends before the sandbox? To I'm not sure you they see.
2: ever talk about it.
1: They never talk about it. We're I don't think they do. Friends.
2: You're just always have been best friends. Yeah,
1: I guess just through school. Just the
2: two of you. There was never a third person you even attempted to be friends with. Nope. Yeah, no,
1: no such nope. thing as the death no. chair. <laughs> um, okay. Can we talk about, because I'm, I'm very curious how our listeners feel about or what the knowledge base of our listeners is, uh, when the basketball in the beginning of this scene rolls towards upstage, mm-hmm. I had this fear that it was going to hit the scrim right. in the back. And I realized, oh, maybe people don't know what a scrim is or oh, what's happening. Because okay. I've had to explain this to Indy that all uh, sitcoms are shot indoors. So if there's an right. outside scene, it's completely fake that it's outside. And you can actually see the line where... So what... what the, the the, the way that these sets are built is that there's a giant photograph. They take photographs of, like, woods and trees, blow it up to huge proportions, so it's, like, 30 feet tall and yeah. 80 feet long or whatever, and they hang that and light it from behind, so it creates the sense of depth. But actually, the set ends right there, like, basically yeah. at the end of the fence where... Feeney, uh, the fence that divides the yards ends, that is the end of the set and that's a giant photograph scrim that's hanging from the ceiling and you can see the line where the ground <laughs> meets the scrim and I was terrified that the basketball was going to hit it, which would have sh- you know, yeah, shaken shaped, whole- Yeah, Oh my yeah. god. And then I, I just thought we should mention like those are all fake backgrounds. We we do shoot outside, I think, second season yeah, and a couple, a couple, of, times, couple of seasons yeah. we, we ended up going on location, but for the most part, everything's indoors. I just yeah. thought we should point that out for our listeners. I also
2: think I think there's something interesting about the fact that it is supposed to be like December 21st in Philadelphia. Right. And you can't see anybody's breath. Nobody's really that cold. I mean, you've got Feeney kind of covering later the roses, but it's not like it's certainly, you know, growing bu- growing up back east, it certainly doesn't look like mid late December <laughs> no. on the East Coast. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, so that was the other thing where I was kind of like, man, it doesn't even look like it's cold. Nobody's yeah.
0: wearing coats. No.
2: Or they are, but it's they're like uh, vesti coats. And it's, yeah, it's like, what is what is going on? Yeah.
0: <laughs> vesty coats. They were.
2: Vesti coats. Hashtag vesti coats.
0: Uh, so Corey says that this year is different and that he got him the gift because he didn't think Sean would be getting many gifts this year. Sean tries to cover up again, saying he's getting a ton of gifts. But Corey says he knows about Sean's dad getting laid off and best friends don't lie to each other. Sean gets upset, thinking that Corey is telling everyone about his dad, and they get into an argument about the gift. Sean drama. doesn't want the stinking basketball. You Sean are good at the off. drama,
2: Ryder. You are good <laughs> yeah. at the drama. No, I mean you really do. This is an. That's why I'm amazed you don't remember this episode because nope. this is like your episode. I know. I guess this is this the just, one. I mean, you hit the I, maybe because it was and... in my
1: wheelhouse. Maybe this is just what I. It's yeah. so I'm, you. I'm drawn to histrionics and brooding, and I. Guess but it worked. It, just it worked great.
2: <laughs> and this is like the origin. This is your genesis. Oh, I mean,
1: God. man, I know, I know. It's so funny that it's, yeah, no, well, no, amazing. no recollection. Amazing.
0: But so Sean it, walks off, and Corey says, "Christmas is about charity. You should be thanking me." Feeney is back there in his backyard or side yard or whatever you want to call Not it. Whatever yard it is, We're uh, both covering, his, covering his flowers with.
1: Bags? Yes. yes. Yeah. You, cover, bags. you cut,
2: you cut yeah. your roses, and then you cover them back east, and then, then gotcha. all that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was explained. I was. I don't
1: understand that. this thing. Hey, I'm a California yeah. guy, man. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly.
2: See, there's <laughs> no. things called weather.
1: Yeah. And uh, yeah, seasons.
2: Not on television. And not on TV. Not on apparently, yes, exactly. <laughs>
0: So he's covering his roses with potato sacks and Corey and Sean. uh, Corey says that Sean was not paying attention to a Christmas carol. And Feeney says it was actually Corey who wasn't paying attention to the book because a true gift is given with no expectation and friendship is the real gift. Mm. And now Mm -hmm. this is social studies. Thank you. I was just
2: about to say he's this is history. Why? (laughs) Yeah, I love it. I was like, what is he teaching now? All of a
0: sudden? What? Huh? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, this is a real uh, stereotypical Convenient. Convenient, no continuity.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah, in history class today, we'll be reading Charles Dickens. Dickens. Like, what? Yeah. <gasps> what?
1: Uh... I mean, really, they should have made him an English teacher because I feel yeah. like we, we end up doing mostly references to exactly. literature. I mean, even yeah. Anne Frank could have been read in an English class, right? right. Like, to I, and I, I think it's patently obvious to me now that like Michael Jacobs is a is a is a lover of literature. He's a lover yes. of books. And so all the references that are... Sure, and of course, I think writers in general more sure. they gravitate towards fiction and, and sure. novels and storytelling. So I, I, I'm surprised I just didn't make Feeney an English teacher Yeah, no, Why do you think they literature. made him a social studies teacher? I, I don't know. I think it, maybe it was just broad enough that you could include some books and then also... I don't know. But I mean, I guess it doesn't really matter, right? No, it's not it's, like people at home care. In general, I, I thought this was a nice weaving of a... Life lesson
2: with the story. Oh, I thought so, too. Uh, yeah, you know, this uh, is another another good Feeny moment. And, classic Feeny. yeah, Yeah, all that kind good. of stuff. That was great, yeah.
0: So uh we're in the Matthews living room. Morgan finally comes down. She's now wearing a bunch of necklaces, Eric's flannel. She's got jewelry from mom. She's got cool sunglasses on. Morgan tells Alan that the elf from the mall called her a demon child after Santa almost died. <laughs> and... Amy explains that she never has to worry about that mean elf ever again. And the elf, who is basically in the mafia, knock, knock, uh, knock. knocks on yeah. the door and gives Amy her money back from the picture because they didn't end up getting to take He's the picture with Santa. He's
1: smoking a cigar.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what is going on? I, I guess it's not lit.
1: So, But you would never see that on television nowadays. No, no. We don't show anybody smoking. But back then, the idea that this elf is... Sitting there with a the, uh, smoke guy. Yeah. I'm
2: just here ridiculous. to return your money. He's like, uh, what? <laughs> 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 I've 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 driven 32 miles to dr- to give you nine dollars back, lady. That was like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> he,
0: he was funny. Says, this guy was funny he says, though. He was bada, funny. bada bing, bada boom. Bada yeah, bada, <laughs> bada
2: bing, bada boom. At least it's not a stereotype. Like, no, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> like, wow. Uh, he was
0: funny, so though. then we're uh, back in the school cafeteria. Minkus approaches Sean again, asking for the $5. He's very aggressive about it. uh he calls Sean him and a deadbeat. I know. He calls him a deadbeat for 5 bucks. This was so harsh to me.
2: Like, it's, it's so harsh. I can't believe that.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was really painful for me when watching this and he, him saying like, I'm going to not add your name. Your Your name's not going to be on the card and then the whole <laughs> school is going to know you're a deadbeat. It was like, yeah, wow, this is like really... Man. I know, it was It was uh, really hard. I have to say, though, this was
1: the scene where I actually, watching it, kind of got a, a little emotional the, because I was watching myself, you know, in a moment with a confrontation and there's like this pause that I took that's like very long and uncomfortable and I... Looking at myself, I was like, I don't know what I'm going to say. Like, I I didn't. And I was like, oh, God, like, what do you say? I I was suddenly very hurt for Sean. I was like, oh, oh, that's it it felt very real. That, That moment, you know, as opposed to like throwing the basketball at Corey or whatever, like this moment of just Sean absorbing Minkus's anger or Minkus's calling him a deadbeat. I don't know. I, I I was like, oh, that's that's kind of emotional. That's kind of harsh. it was hugely
2: <laughs> emotional, but it was also yes. it was just so vicious. Where it's like, yeah. not only are, are am I not going to put your name on the card, so everyone, but I'm going to make sure everybody knows that you're a deadbeat. Like, yeah. oh, it was harsh to me. It was super Oof. harsh.
0: Yeah, Oof. I agree with you, writer. This was this was a, a kind of the emotional moment yeah. when you're really feeling for Sean, like just putting yourself in the shoes of a child who is in those circumstances and the pause you took it was very meaningful it was great. It was uh, great. and impactful. So yeah, it was it was an emotional moment. Yeah. Um, and Sean walks away and Corey comes up and tells Minkus to leave him alone. Corey
1: comes up in his beautiful dinosaur shirt. Of course. I mean, this is just a dinosaur. Who likes dinosaurs after the age of seven, <laughs> That's by the way. What I don't like, my understand. My son's already too old to like dinosaurs anymore. <laughs> Besides Jurassic Park, he's like, uh, you know, he would never wear a t-shirt with dinosaurs on it and he's 7. So yeah, I love this big twelve is
0: like a dinosaur AOP. It's an all-over print. It's just yeah. dinosaur uh, everywhere. Yeah. Big wonderful. graphic. You're going to rock yeah. a
2: Tyrannosaurus Rex rocket. That's oh. the way oh, yeah. it is. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Um, and so Corey says that Sean doesn't have the money and, uh, Corey covers for Sean. He gives him the $5 because he says he borrowed $5 from Sean last week and then never paid him back. But he has the five dollars that he owes to Sean now. So instead of just right. giving it to Sean, he's gonna give it to rec- directly to Minkus and that it's so actually among his all fault. the like
1: morality of charity and stuff. Lying is okay. Yeah, <laughs> like, of course. Like outright you mean why couldn't he just say, I'm gonna take care of this for for Sean"? You know it's- Well, because he's trying
2: to you know, he's trying to yeah. protect Sean's the the feelings and he does yeah. Sean obviously doesn't want people to know and mm-hmm. you know, so he's being he's being a
0: good I, guy. I am okay, hold on a second. I am Really opposed to lying. I am a terrible liar. That's I a lie. I am awful at lying. All three of us. We've talked about yeah, it a million we're times. We're liars. like, listen, no. we are we cannot stand it. It's a Isn't terrible not weird
1: because people assume actors would be would good be great, at lying, which is such a weird equivalency that I've never understood. Like I'm horrible at lying. Part oh, of the a, reason I think I'm better at acting than lying is because wow. I have to be honest. It's like I have to express the emotion. You I'm know, I can't really good
2: at lying. It. I'm re- that's really, that's why, that's why I don't do <laughs> it. It's honestly why I don't do it because that's I'm really, awesome. really good at it. So I, that's why I don't do it. <laughs> oh, I'm terrible. Yeah, no. I'm so oh, no. sure bad.
1: I am oh, no. terrible I can't make it. eye contact. I do like all the stereotypical, like, lie. Oh, I'm the guy who gets nervous going through security at the airport for no reason. Like, I'm just already <laughs> guilty. Like, I've done something wrong. Oh, oh yeah, yeah,
2: no. I can have a, a half a pound of heroin keistered and get <laughs> right through. Not a problem.
1: <laughs> did you just verb keytered
2: yeah like, got a it, babe. <laughs> I'm sorry I watched too much locked up abroad and all oh these other God. shows about people that hiding hiding drugs on them keystered. don't do drugs kid oh, wait, and cer- i certainly wanna go don't key this
0: so writer i am a hundred percent okay with this lie me too okay yeah. this, I but I want to talk about it I'm not I, because no, I,
1: I i I was just throwing it out there' it kind of funny but i I think more ridiculous to me is that that Minkus doesn't pick up on it. It's like he's right. supposed to be this, but I think, like Will said, the joke is that he's, yeah, he's book smart. He's not street smart, right? right. And So Corey, who is yeah. more street smart, is able to manipulate the situation for the good of this, you know, yes. the friendship and
2: everything. And and chair, yeah, yeah. No, I think the da- I think we'd have to we'd get into a much longer discussion, which would be one of our Boy Meets World on set discussions of what constitutes a lie. Mm. Is a well, lie simply just not telling the truth, no matter what the. Background of the story you're telling is even if it's to save a friend, the way he did, is that still a lie? Is that is that then if you're getting semantic into a semantic argument, is that more of a fib mm. than a mm. lie? well mm. you know, it's like because that would be the question: is what constitutes well, I, a lie? I
0: don't think what whether or not it fits into the definition of a lie is as important as whether or not the greater good for the reason of the lie to me it, is whether or not your lie is justified. If it's just to save yourself, yeah. like. You know, oh, I, I, I'm gonna get in trouble, so I'm not gonna be honest about it. That is a different situation than. If I'm honest in this situation, I may be further embarrassing yeah, someone, someone might get and I'm—I would like to protect this person from w- something he's already seen with his own two eyes is embarrassing for him. It yeah. wasn't even an assumption that it's hard for him. He Corey has a hundred percent all the evidence he needs to know that this situation is very emotional for Sean, and so to protect his friend, he is going to lie to Minkus about something yeah. that's totally inconsequential. And so I think. I mean, I, I really think this is a beautiful act of friendship. And I think he, Corey, does exactly the right thing. Um, all right, the
2: ethics panel has ruled. We have ruled it's fine. And thank <laughs> fine. God, yeah. We allow it. Exactly. Thank God Feeney, as an art teacher, has taught them all these moralities too. Which is, which very important. Very important.
1: <laughs> exactly. Okay, can we um, can we try a, a, a something new for our oh, podcast? Oh, oh. Yeah. I, have, I have something to... Uh, so in, in the course of... Uh, one of our recent episodes airing where we uh, met Meat Feeny.
3: Yes. Mm, mm-hmm. um,
1: I sort of threw out there, like, uh, how 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 were we doing Meatloaf? Meatloaf wasn't a thing, you know? It was like 94 or 95. Turns out... You were wrong. I Will Do Anything for Love was the yeah. number two song on the Billboard charts at the time of that episode's airing. Okay. So I want to ask you too. guys some questions about popular songs... Okay. Popular movies and popular TV shows, the time that this episode aired. This wow. episode aired on December 10th, the day before my birthday. I can't wait birthday, to fail this. December 10th, 1993. Okay. I'm going to give you three songs, and you have okay. to tell me which one was on was the number one song in the Billboard charts on December 10th, 1993. Okay, Was it? Okay. I Will Always Love You by Whitney mm. Houston. Again, by Janet Jackson. Or on bended knee
0: by Boys to Men. Okay, I'm going so with Whitney Houston.
2: I Will Love You by Whitney Houston was from the the movie she did with Kevin Costner, which The I Bodyguard. Th- the Bodyguard, which was later than 93, wasn't it? I could so be wrong. Uh,
0: well, I, I I know I'm gonna fail this. I just went with my <laughs> gut. I'm gonna am s-
2: I'm gonna I'm gonna take Boys to Men.
0: On Bended Knee. Okay. I'm
2: gonna take on Bended Knee by Boys to Men. And Danielle, you're going with Whitney?
0: I'm going with Whitney. Uh, both completely wrong.
1: Oh. It was again by <laughs> Janet Jackson. I Will Always Love You was the top song in 92 that same week. And wow. On Bended Knee was 1994, the next year, wow. December. Okay. Yeah, so it was again by Janet Jackson. Wow. And like I said, I Will Always, d- I Would Do Anything for Love by Meatloaf was the number two song that, okay. that very week. That was uh, which I, remember. I was obsessed yep. with that album when yep. it came out. So this first season, I was actually listening wow. to Meatloaf, okay. which is so funny that I wow. completely misremember. Wow. Okay. okay.
2: Movies. Oh, geez.
1: Top oh. movies at the box office. Number one film at the box office that week.
2: In 93. Was
1: 93. Was it Wayne's World 2? Oh, geez. Geez. Disclosure. Or Home Alone 2, Lost in New York.
2: Wow! I'll take three movies I'd never want to watch, Alex, for five hundred dollars. <laughs> really? <laughs> Home Alone Two and and Wayne's World Two. I mean, Wayne's World Two was okay, I guess, but I mean, you when, right? you, I guess, when I two mean, of them are it's a
1: completely weird out of time movie it's Which like about reverse that? it's michael douglas and demi moore and she sexually oh, harasses oh, him Oh, she sexually harasses him right? yes, yes. it was yeah, based yeah. on a michael Crichton. it's yes. so like weirdly i remember this outdated. and then it's and caught like,
2: on tape and it's caught on yeah. tape it was like one so, of those
1: yeah. like 90s backlash to feminist yep. movies that yep. kind of nobody wants to remember all right anyway uh,
2: any ideas oh,
0: gosh i mean with absolutely no Reason at all. I'm just going to go with Wayne's World Two.
2: You know what? I'm going to jump on that bad uh, that bandwagon. I'm going to say Wayne's World Two, and and for no reason at all with Danielle. I'm going to say you Wayne's guys World 2. are correct. Yeah. Wayne's World
0: Two was the number
1: one movie. Mrs. <laughs> Doubtfire was also in the theaters and was wow. in the top box office, which wow. starred Matthew Lawrence. Uh, yes, that's who right. Who later join our show. Jeez, but yeah, I, Matthew I mean, Lawrence. I had no like I would have thought Wayne's World was later, like because I remember I quoting know. Wayne's World and being really into it, which means I was Wayne's World One must have come out like a year or two earlier. So I was. Pretty young to be into Wayne's World. Yeah. It seems like a very teenage thing. I have to all say, right. I don't
2: remember the storyline of Wayne's World 2 at all.
1: I, I never saw it. Now, television ratings are very hard to get. Um, you can't get weekly ratings, so all I have are the season, this entire season of television. 93, 93 would have 94s. been Home Improvement. So, what uh, rather than asking you about the top shows, which I think would be a little easier, I'm gonna ask, I'm gonna give you four shows. Bo- I'm gonna tell you this. Boy Meets World was in the top 40 Nielsen ratings. Okay. Which okay. means we are 40 or higher. Okay. okay. Now I'm going to list four shows, and you have to tell me if they are in the top or 30 <laughs> or the top 50.
0: Oh, so in other geez. words, above or below the
1: category of Boy Meets World. Wow. Okay. So,
0: So, t- listener, when he says 40 or above, he means anywhere from one to 40. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. So and so, so then. So,
1: so basically, you have to decide: is it above or below Boy Meets World in popularity? Okay. Okay. Be- well, All more, right.
0: w- yeah, better rated or worse rated?
1: Okay. Walker, Texas Ranger.
0: Oh my gosh, it's Sir the best Charles show on
2: television. We call him Sir Charles
0: Norris. Sir, we knighted him on the show.
1: Sir Charles Norris, it's the best we knighted show on him. Television. We were obsessed with Walker Texas you, Ranger. You got, the Everyone, everyone was show. obsessed. We never watched it, but we—I mean, let's be honest—we thought it was a horrible show. Yeah, you guys we made fun so of it, but we made but it was so much fun of it. on our set. That was like a backstage. All right, so okay, was Walker Sir Texas Ranger. Norris. Okay, should I list all four and then you guys yeah, put them? In, yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Go ahead. The Simpsons. Okay. Mad about you. Okay. Family Matters.
3: Ah.
2: I'm going to, okay. I would say they were all more popular than us, but Walker, Texas Ranger, right? Mm-mm. I mean, Family I Matters Walker did better Texas. than us, right? I wasn't Walker, think? Texas Ranger a syndicated like TBS show? It wasn't on the, one of the major networks, is the thing. That is correct. Yeah. So I'm going to say Walker, Texas Ranger was rated worse than we are. I'm going to say Family Matters, well, The Simpsons was definitely better than us. Family Matters, because they were our lead-in, I'm going to say, is better than us. And I thought Mad About You was like top 10. I thought they were like like six or seven. So that's my, I'll let Danielle answer. That's going to be my answer. Walker, Texas Ranger, Mm -hmm. worst, the other three better. That's my answer.
0: I'm going to say they were all better than Boy Meets World in the ratings. Okay. Okay.
1: Okay. Will, you are close. Okay. Believe it or not, The Simpsons was worse rated than Boy Meets (gasps) World.
2: Oh, because it was on Fox. Because it was on Fox. Because it was Do you on Fox. This? Yes, yes. Fox of was not really even a network yet. <laughs> of course, that's my bad. Of course. So yes, of M- course.
1: Mad About You and Family Matters were in the top thirty, so they were well ahead of us. Not not well. Ahead. I mean, like right. Mad About You was not top ten. It was in the top thirty, not was, top ten, okay. not top okay. ten. Okay. okay. And Walker Texas Ranger and The Simpsons were lower rated than us. In fact, I believe Walker Texas Ranger was higher rated than The Simpsons. Oh which man, is crazy. that's Of
2: course, because Fox had was like just a fledgling net. It was like three guys in a van. He Guess what was
1: in the top 30 though? Hmm. X Files. Mm. Oh, I watched that show religiously. That Which was sense. a Fox show.
2: Evening yep. Shade
1: was <gasps> doing better than I us. That really. show too. Thunder Alley was better Wait, than no. us. What? Yeah. Oh, you know what? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. X Files was not. X Files was in the bottom. What? It was It, was, it was less than a 10 and a half share. I totally Because it. Because it was Fox. Yeah, because it yeah. was Fox. Yeah. But yeah, Thunder Alley and Evening Shade were top 30 shows. How can Thunder Alley. Did that go like two seasons and then exactly. they get over? Exactly.
2: Yeah. Thunder wasn't uh what's his name was on Thunder Alley. Andrew Keegan. Andrew yeah. Keegan.
0: Yeah, we should also it's, have Andrew Keegan on the show. So it's when important we get to, to the Remember that like episode. at the time networks
1: were about distributing audiences, right? So like if a show like you know, Boy Meets World, even though we were top 40, we maintained a certain audience for ABC that yeah. they didn't want to let go of. So they just kept renewing us as opposed to other shows that had higher expectations like maybe evening shade with a burt reynolds you know that would get canceled after it was only in the top 30 or top 40 because you know they wanted it to be a huge hit show yeah yeah if you've Um, got if
2: you're paying for burt reynolds and you're ranked 28 that's a fail that's a fail you know what i mean it's like that's not a good thing wow well i'm
1: so curious how our listeners did at home so please write in
0: yeah let us know how you did Let us know yeah. whether you passed or failed. Or uh, Next
2: episode, I, I call it, Ryder, to where now you are going to be asked the same question. So don't look it up next time. I'll look sure. it up next time. Sure. And so next time we when we do this, I'll have those same questions okay. ready Great. for everybody else.
0: Oh, I know I'm going to flail. I- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm terrible at this. I got I only got Wayne's World, too. I got one out of three.
2: And we both guessed on that. We both yeah, totally absolutely. guessed on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll take care okay, of that next so time.
0: Okay, so that was really fun, Ryder. Thank yes, you for bringing thank that you, to us. So in Feeney's classroom, Minkus, in yet another festive sweater vest, prevents <laughs> Mr. Feeney with the sixth grade's Christmas gift to him, and it is a dictionary. dictionary. And writer, you have a very cool outfit on here. You have mm. the long sleeve yellow, like, you know, yep. crew neck sweater or shirt under uh, a purple short sleeve <laughs> t-shirt. And then you have what I believe is a purple flannel that had the sleeves cut. It has very jagged edges. So the sleeves were cut off of it. And then, of course, um, I thought it was going to have a hood, but it is. no.
2: Hoodless. Well, his father was his father was laid off, so he couldn't afford the sleeves of the hood.
0: Exactly, yeah, he had to, they had to the cut problem. it off in order That's for him to, to get it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so Feeney reads the card, and you can tell that Sean is uncomfortable. This is a moment he's not been looking forward to. And Feeney reads the card. I'm like constantly looking around. and hiding You're looking my around, face. you're covering your Shifting. face. But it's yeah.
2: so absurd that Minkus
0: on that tiny card has written 14 names or whatever. <laughs> I mean, it's like, come on. It's
2: so ridiculous. Yeah.
0: And Feeney says that the card has everyone's name from Minkus, who was first, because he paid first. All the way to Hunter at the end, and Sean oh. perks up like, what? "What? My name's on the card? What?" Uh, and everybody. Then the bell rings, and that's it. It's it's Christmas break. Everybody runs out, and in the hallway, Sean thanks Minkus for putting his name on the card. But Minkus I'm sorry. Says, before nope. we
2: get to the hallway, did anybody yeah. else notice the boom?
0: No, there's a no. big,
2: big microphone right in the shot as everybody's <laughs> everybody's running out of the classroom. There is just, you see the microphone just right there trailing and following everyone. Like a big old <laughs> boom right in the shot. Yep. That's oh, incredible. man. I you must have it. been
0: writing a note. I looked <laughs> down. Oh, that's funny. No, I didn't notice it. Nice catch. Thank you. So Sean thanks Minkus for putting his name on the card. But Minkus this says. the first that
1: time we've seen the hallway, right? I know. Yeah. They, they, they That's like built this little extra set. It's cool. Yeah.
0: Yeah. They built this little thing just for you guys to have this moment. Uh, and and Minkus says, thank your deadbeat friend, Corey, for giving him the $5 back that he owed him. And Sean realizes that Corey has his back. And in a very nice moment, he then wishes Minkus a Merry Christmas.
1: Very sweet. Oh. Hey, it Minkus, dot, dot, dot. Merry Christmas. Merry
0: Christmas. <laughs> yes. Ma'am. So good. I love hearing you do it now. Uh.
2: Yeah, It's like one, one prisoner in a 50s, like, 50s uh, movie in, in jail, like, looking to the other prisoner. Yeah. Merry Christmas, Barney. Merry Christmas. Like, that's how it was like. Merry Christmas, Minka.
0: Yeah, I so on the nose. <laughs> it was so sweet. And then Minka says, really? And he wishes Sean a Merry Christmas, too. And then we're in the Matthews' backyard. Sean walks up to Corey and gives him an old basketball net he found in his garage. Sean says he figured Corey now has the net, and Sean has the basketball. And kind of alludes to the idea that he would accept the gift. Uh, And Corey and Sean steal the ball from each other. And at this point, my
1: heart is racing because I realize I'm probably going to, play basketball
0: <laughs> I was just I, I literally I so said bad. not you the look- best
1: dribbler I, I thought so you looked great oh my god I was like really? no don't do it Ryder don't do it oh my god I am I did a movie between I don't know if it was between first and second season or second and third season I did an ABC movie of the week called Summertime Switch where I had to play basketball and uh-huh. it was the worst experience <laughs> So they had you know they had a professional like or professional like a, a teenager who could be my body double to play who could basketball actually dribble a, yes who could actually <laughs> dribble the ball oh my I didn't know basic rules like I didn't know anything and I remember I had to play basketball the whole movie hinges on like the big game and I, oh my god it's so embarrassing and so when I saw this I was like oh god I'm gonna start dribbling and this is gonna be bad I ben Ben's was like going through his was going through his legs Are you me? and looking at my hand the entire time because I'm terrified <laughs> and I'm like bending Down to be closer to the ground.
0: (laughs) I thought it looked pretty natural. I thought it looked. I thought it good. I thought it 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 was good.
3: Thanks. Did it all.
0: And so, yeah, you guys dribble the ball back and forth. It ends on a very playful, playful note. and then we are back in the Matthews living room. The family is wrapping up gifts, and Corey and Sean come in playing basketball. Amy offers Sean to stay for dinner, but he decides to go home to see his dad. Um, and Amy sends him off with Christmas cookies. And as he walks out, he says he has friends, so Christmas is going to be okay. And the audience did, I think it's first on this show. I think so. It's yeah. first. the big
1: awe, Which I did in the room with my family. Before the awe started, I went... <laughs> Oh, to <laughs> Alex and India, and then it happened, and we were all like, "Oh, there you go. There it, there it is. is! There it is! There it is!" I I kind of hate those moments, I have to say. Like, not not that you know, I I hate the obligatory like when an audience woos for kisses or applause. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know, man. Like, the laughter is one thing, but those sort of like, I just uh, it just makes I don't know, it makes me uncomfortable. I mean, maybe it's natural, but it just it feels forced to me, right? Like. Well, it takes think... away from the moment. Like, I would rather the moment just kind of live and move on. But when an audience lets you know the home viewer how to feel, it's just, I don't I know. Liked I liked it. I, I like, liked I like it. The, okay. Yeah, because
2: I liked that our audience was, like, interactive with us. You know, right. like, I did, to me, I don't, it's, it was so strange. I, it was two different things to me. I never thought about the home audience. I always just played to the 300 people that were there. So it was that like those people that interactive. Like I was looking for that response. So when they're invested to like, and it got better because especially when we hadn't aired yet, it was forced. You could tell when the laughter was like you heard the audience when they were faking their laughter or when they were faking the clapping or when they like you knew it. You could feel it. So it it was this was we had started to air, so we were starting to get some fans. I mean, later in the seasons, you could tell when they were fully interactive with us. It was great. Mm-hmm. Um, so, the, I, I never minded that. I if, if it was natural, if it was real, then I didn't yeah. mind it. By the yeah, fourth think, take, you could tell people were faking it. That's Exactly. That's
0: what I was, like, oh, was going to say, is that I yeah. think most of the time it happened. It happened because enough people in the audience actually had that verbal reaction that it's, that then it made it everyone feels. kind of say it out loud. Yeah, yeah. And then the feeling you're tapping into, I think is, take two. Now They've done it the first time, so now yep. they feel like it's their line, and now yep. that's how they're participating yep. in it. And what yeah. you're feeding off of is that feeling of like, guys, you don't have to give me yeah. that. It's okay, we're good. we're good. But I do think that most of the time it happened, it happened after the the first one was very natural, and then mm-hmm. the, I agree. the agita you're feeling is is the the, re- the repetition of doing it. Yep. Now we have to do it five more times. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> so yeah, because I remember like remember the episode when Corey and t- when Topanga moves to Pittsburgh, and then she comes back in the rain. They, yep. they and gasped,
2: they verbally of, gasped, it was like, <gasps> and yeah, it thought, so and They so not yeah, yeah, and it really
0: was yeah. the, like that reaction, and I know that that first awe was, I guarantee you, the yeah. first very touching moment between Corey and Sean that was filmed in front of the live studio audience, and I guarantee you it was a natural yeah. awe. I know
2: we're jumping way ahead, but that episode where you come back was a long walk to Pittsburgh, Is that the, the, yes. the, and that might be the most real natural reaction we ever got in seven years from an audience was that moment right there. That gasp. Was yeah. so natural. It was just such a... <gasps> it, what you could, Yeah, that was awesome. That was very cool. Yeah, we'll
0: talk about that when we get to we'll it. will yeah. I, in 11 yeah. years, we'll get to that. <laughs> when it comes to Podmeets World, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago and loving Hyundai. If we
2: could, we would take
0: Hyundai to Prom. Technically, Hyundai is more visible on this show than Topanga. The first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. With up to a 303-mile range, available two-way charging, and other category-defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5 is one of the most teched-out electric vehicles ever.
2: Say teched-out again.
0: Nope, that was a one-time show. Snooze, you lose.
2: Well, either way, the Hyundai Ionic 5 is a tech Ford electric SUV. The standard ultra-fast
1: charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250-plus kilowatt DC fast charger.
2: So that means your car won't die out like the Matthews family vehicle on New Year's Eve forcing you to miss out on kissing supermodel Rebecca Alexa in front of all of Philadelphia.
0: And with available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car, backyard or side yard. Hyundai.
2: It's
1: your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com.
0: Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 Rear Wheel Drive has an EPA estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only.
2: You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch
1: that says it all. That's how you know that eBay's got your back.
0: Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other.
1: With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in
2: reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Visit ExpressPros.com today.
1: Should we do a little too much shirts? Yes, please. Yes, yes, the, yes. This was a very short one. It was uh, pretty remarkable that Indy didn't notice me in the episode at all. All I cared about was the mortgage. Yeah, it was, I was like, because uh, when we've watched the show before, he was always like, Dad, you were so good. And this one, it's like all about me. He didn't. You could tell. Like, I'm trying to get him to talk about it. He doesn't, doesn't even notice. He just loved the Morgan storyline. Yes. And then, turns out, this
0: is the first episode of Boy Meets World my wife has ever seen. Really? Wow. <laughs> Wait, she, did you not know she had never seen an episode?
2: No. We should do a podcast where we start over and watch it with her.
0: <laughs> I think we should do a podcast where we talk about the fact that you guys have never, never talked about talked this about before. before. What do you? You've literally never said. Have you ever seen an episode?
2: I, it just
1: never came up. No, I mean, I wow. knew she had never watched it. Like she, she, you know, she said like, "Oh, I didn't watch your show. I was too old." Like she, she was a generation. She's okay. four years older than me, so she right. missed it in that regard. Um, and and the, yeah, I don't. Well, let, let, let's listen. Okay. Wow. Oh, okay. It's quick.
3: That was my favorite episode. Really? Yeah. What? Why? The stuff funniest so far. Well, there
1: were some sad parts too. What, what happened with my character?
3: You didn't get any presents, and you were sad.
1: Yeah. Why didn't I get any presents? Did you I understand kind that?
3: I forgot.
1: It's because my dad got laid off. Do you know what that means? It means my dad lost his job.
2: Oof. Right,
1: anything else? Favorite joke from the episode?
2: I like
3: whenever I did the Santa part.
1: Yeah, that that was a pretty funny storyline.
3: Oh, Oh,
1: when Will (laughs) pretended that he was Santa dying? Yeah. (laughs) That was pretty
2: good.
3: Did you like the episode, Mom? I did.
2: Is this the first time you've seen Boy Me's World, Mom? It is. What?
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty crazy. You've never seen a single episode? Not one.
3: Help me. Like... Now, why?
2: That's crazy.
1: It does seem kind of crazy. Like it never occurred to her to sit down and watch her husband's childhood TV show.
2: It's creepy watching your husband when they're twelve. Mm, is it? <laughs> in
3: Uh, now, no offense, Dad. Mm. Uh, you think
1: I'm better looking as a twelve-year-old?
3: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So that, that was indistinct.
1: Yeah. That's she hysterical. said it was creepy, which I didn't quite, I never thought about, but yeah, I guess it weirds her out to see me. But oh. um, yeah, no, I, I, you know, we, we started dating on a TV show together um, and we've, you know, had various experiences watching each other's work but not, I guess she just never went back. It's probably one of those things that's so ubiquitous, like in our lives, it's like one of those things that, you know, it's obviously a huge part of my public life, but it's just never been a part of our private life. Um, and so yeah, I didn't realize when we sat down to watch it um that that she had never seen that <laughs> episode. Wow.
0: Oh, that's so funny. Even yeah. with all the discussion about the we're doing a rewatch podcast, yeah. it's never come up. Hey, maybe I should watch one. I mean, when Tony Quinn came up with the idea for this podcast, how did yeah. you not say <laughs> Seriously. Alex, watch an episode?
1: Yeah, I don't know. It's it's you know, I think I think it probably makes her uncomfortable. Like, not yeah, I mean, she obviously. made the joke about like seeing me as creepy, but I think it's also just I don't know. You know, like I, I think it's a hu- It's it's such a huge part of, uh, my, it, it's a it's a huge part of my public identity. But I very much downplay Boy Meets World in my private life, right? Uh, for yeah. obviously, like, and I think especially when we first met, when I was twenty six, yeah. it was very important for me to downplay. You know, like sure. if people if somebody recognized me or was a fan of the show, it would be very hard for me to get over. Like it would yeah. be right. very hard for me to 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 become friends with that person or to like bridge that gap. Now I don't care, you know. Now I'm just old enough and past it enough that. But I think when we first started dating, it was probably part of our, you know, coupling for her to not care and to yeah. not just to, wow. to completely disregard this huge part of my life. And so I I think now to be confronted with it is just bizarre. And yeah, you
2: know, yeah, I couldn't I couldn't go on a date with a woman unless she'd seen every single episode. <laughs> That was the difference. Will only date fans. I only we'll dated. Date. I was like, hey, let's let's talk about me on the show, and then we'll What's talk about going out. What's your favorite
0: episode with me? <laughs> yeah. That that starred
2: me.
1: Did you remember my ho ho ho? Do you remember oh, my oh, joke?
2: Because that, was, that killed. That, that killed. Let me tell you and, about
0: and, that you know, table read. And yes, Boy.
2: yes, you can order the dessert. That was uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was that was dating for me.
0: Uh, oh, so funny. oh, man, wow, that was well, great. That was, great. that was a great. Thank you, writer, and thank you, Indy. Thank you, Alex. Thank you, everyone. So then there is a knock at the back oh, door. Alan God. yells, somebody's at the back door. And then See, they and this all is one of those moments, through. I can't
1: believe I didn't remember Bill
0: as yeah, Santa? Yeah, as Santa, like, as this Santa is a Feeny. Legend. Did
1: you remember this, Danielle, about no. this episode? Yeah, I didn't that's either. crazy. No. And I remembered like, this whole that episode. I should have remembered that. Yeah. No, Bill I Daniels dressed as Santa. Oh my God, yeah. it's so funny.
0: No, and it's, it's absolutely hilarious. Morgan eventually opens the back door. Mr. Feeney is there dressed as oh. Santa Claus. She yells, look everyone, he's alive. Feeney is a very stiff Santa Claus. He's actually just... Mr. Feeney. Yes. It barely in even in a suit. costume yeah. in a red suit. The scene um, just
1: writes itself. It's so good. Yes. I mean, you so just, you, good. Once whatever, whoever the whichever writer came up with the idea, and then we'll have Feeney come and pose a Santa is just yes. Like that's a funny scene. There's yeah. a ten different ways to write it. It doesn't matter. All of them are funny. Yeah, all exactly. Of them are funny. And by yeah. the way, oh, this God. entire
0: scene would have been just as funny even if nobody spoke. If Bill yeah. just Could've gave just looks the and, then and people for responding. The <laughs> yeah. oh. yep. Yep. Nobody Absolutely. even needed to say anything. The scene Absolutely. was just so great. But watching also Betsy laugh at mm-hmm. him, like mm-hmm. it's it's just such a like. I felt like I was wrapped in a warm hug watching this family interact with Mister mm-hmm. Feeney in this way. It was also very nice. You know, we've only had little glimpses of feeling like. Mr. Feeney as a member of their family, you know, like a part of, like a part of the Matthews story. Like when he yep. came over to borrow, he wanted some Halloween candy in that episode yes, where he yeah, was yeah, like, yeah. "Oh, you know, these aren't," and it was like, "Oh, they're 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 friendly." He could go and the talk to them yeah. as neighbors and yep. kind of, um, and so having him agree to participate in this made it feel like. They're a clo- they're close, uh, yeah. which I really liked. Um, the, fa- the family gathers around for a picture, and Morgan asks why Santa looks like Mr. Feeney. <laughs> and then we go into the credits, and we're in the Matthews living room. Can we
1: talk about, we we we, we never, we should have really touched upon this with the uh, Grandma as a Rolling Stone, the freeze frame ending. Oh, yep. yeah. And the, with the Grandma as a Rolling Stone, not only get it freeze frame on a high five, but then La Cucaracha played. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That's right. Like, this is the most dated transition like i i'm assuming TV shows danielle you're Still directing kids shows right now, so yeah. they don't do the freeze frame ending. It's like yeah. this: there's, there's a couple classic endings, right? Like everybody dancing, like oh, that's yeah. always yeah. like, or yeah. the the like everybody laughing, everybody like laughing, yeah. Right.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: or the freeze frame. Oh yeah. my god, and this is it's well, so. That's great. why one
2: of the, the, the one of the greatest shows of all time was the the Mash. No, well we no, know Mash is the best. No, <laughs> from the files of Police Squad <laughs> that they ended up making all of the the Police Squad movies from. Would always end where the actors would freeze, but they were they were just they freezing themselves. The, so they were like they'd be pouring coffee, and then the coffee would like spill over their like hands, and they're it, trying yes. to hold that as the cup is falling out, and and they're just trying to hold the thing. It was great. It was oh, great. That's yeah, funny. That's awesome. That was awesome. Um, oh, also, this- I have to
1: say, Alex's reaction to the opening credits was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. She was like, "What is happening? <laughs> no." No, 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 no. The a band aid? What is and like I kept trying to shush her because it's like Indy's favorite thing. He loves right. the opening credits. He never lets me skip them. But Alex could not believe. She's like, was this real? Is this is this really what the opening credits are? I'm like, yes. Wow. But it's, she she it struck her as the most dated, ridiculous, over the top thing. I was like, yeah, I'm I'm with you, Alex. And like I know Danielle's with you about the song. We skip but, it. Andy Yeah, indie loves it. So what do we it. know?
0: What do we know? God, that's so funny. funny. I know, and you know, we get Sent things on Instagram all the time of um, children, even babies, reacting to the, the theme song. Really? So we, we re- yeah, we just recently had one. Somebody sent me, and I think I, I think I re Instagrammed it. It was. Um, a, a mom saying watch his reaction and she's just videotaping her baby sitting in his high chair and then the, the show comes on in the back and the baby goes
3: <laughs>
0: and turns around and then cannot take his eyes off the TV. He's like, yes, yes the show's on. So it it, yes. it definitely, it, works. it, has, its, it, it works. has its hooks in people. <laughs> wow. uh, so in this case, the freeze frame ending at least does make a little bit of sense because they were taking a picture.
1: Yes. Of course. So yeah, yeah, yeah. at yeah.
0: least, I agree with you, it is a, a big trope and not the best transition but no. at least That's in this case i thought it was cute that you get yeah, the yep. opportunity to see what their picture turned out like um yep. and so in the tag amy and morgan are singing jingle bells at the piano but morgan is singing the jingle bells batman smells version a different and- version by the way yeah
2: the commissioner breaks his leg i'd never heard that version before
0: i have heard okay. it but when it's not common i i, I didn't hear
1: uh, yeah when I, and that line up and i was like oh i guess i just never knew the full song but i thought it was and
2: joker got away and the joker got away yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. that's what it is. That's always how I'd heard it. I'd never heard that, and the commissioner broke his leg. It's like, what? I know. Why I, I bring Commissioner Gordon into this? I'm sorry, yeah, it's a whole nother thing. It,
0: okay, who knows what that <laughs> one was from. But she says that Corey taught her that, and uh, then Betsy sings the, the real version of it. Um, and so the big lesson of this episode is that Christmas is not all about gifts, and it's about real friendships. Also, nobody ever let Santa die is apparently what yes, this is about. yes, yes. So... A really fun episode. Wow. I love it. Um, I do too. Next week, we are going to be sitting down and talking with Angela herself, Miss Trina McGee.
2: I can't wait yeah. for this episode. We are
0: recapping season one, episode 11 The Father Son Game. Uh, it's the first um, script and only script of Boy Meets World written by Bill Lawrence, who is the uh, executive producer and creator of Scrubs and Ted Lasso. So and uh, a uh, Bill other shows, Lawrence Cougar Town. He's oh yeah, a million every, of everything. Shows. He's done every. Yeah,
2: he's done everything. A king but of also
0: television. one of the people in the running for potentially being the person who named Topanga because Topanga is Topanga Lawrence. Everybody claims that they named Topanga. Though. Everybody claims we, that we're they up to like, her. four
1: or five people right now. We have at have least four. Um four.
0: And I think oh. one of those people I have I have put on myself as being I thought Susan Estelle Jansen told me that she named. Topanga, but maybe Mm -hmm. maybe my memory of that is incorrect, and I shouldn't put that on her. But I think we have Michael claiming he named her, Mm -hmm. Jeff Sherman claims he named Topanga, Bill Lawrence Lawrence. claims he named Topanga, and
1: Susan
0: and and possibly Susan, possibly possibly Susan. So yeah. So, anyway, I am very excited for next week. I know we all are. We're really excited to have Trina here, and it's going to be a great episode. So, make sure you stick with us. Uh, you can follow us on Pod Meets World Show on Instagram. Continue to send us your emails at podmeetsworldshow at gmail.com. And uh, yeah, thanks for being here with us, guys. This has been really fun. We're just plugging away. I, we're now almost halfway through the season. Wow. Yeah, Ryder?
1: Uh, yeah. I was just raising my hand to be the one to say, We love you all, Pod dismiss. But You got yeah. it. <laughs> You, I think, you, I think you it's your turn, it. Ryder.
0: I think. And I mean, I think the way ap- you guys I, ended the last one was so uh, good, so and so <laughs> no, I was it was so good, and Will got to take it. So this one's yeah, yours, Ryder. This one's
2: yours, Ryder. We love you all.
1: Pod dismissed. Pod meets world is an iHeart podcast produced and hosted by Daniel Fishel, Wilfredell, and Ryder Strong. Executive producers Jensen Carp and Amy Sugarman. Executive in charge of production Danielle Romo. Producer and editor Tara Sudbach. Producer Lorraine Virez engineer, and Boy Meets World superfan, Easton Allen. Our theme song is by Kyle Morton of Typhoon. Follow us on Instagram at Show or email us at podmeetsworldshow at gmail.com.
2: This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers.
0: Listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies. Especially when they start really moving.
1: With Huggies Little Movers, you get their best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy
2: fit.
0: That's right. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they'll feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around.
2: Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks.
1: So make the switch to Huggies Little Movers today.
0: We got you, baby. When it comes to Podmeets World, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago. And loving Hyundai. The first ever fully electric Hyundai
1: Ionic 5.
2: With up to 303 mile range, available two-way charging and other category defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5 is one of the most teched out electric vehicles ever.
1: And as you know, we are tech heads.
0: The standard ultra fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250 plus kilowatt DC fast charger.
2: And with the available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car, backyard or side yard. Hyundai. It's your
1: journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com.
0: Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 Rear Wheel Drive has an EPA estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions and habits, vehicle and batteries condition and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference.